0: Edition of What a Ball Lake. This is a fan's world. This is our second edition of this one. Um, I'm joined as always online by Gary Clark. How are you, Gary? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. How are you? Yes, thank you for asking. I am okay. Yes, I um, had a weekend of watching football. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, we'll uh, wrap we'll on. Then, today the we have a very, very special guest. We have a She Talks Bull podcast host, member of the SAFC Fans React on YouTube. If you don't watch it, I suggest you do because it's brilliant. And we have Alyssa Rowell. How are you doing, Alyssa?
1: Fab, how are you?
0: Again, I'm good. Yeah, I'm still good. Thank you very much for asking. Yes, yeah, I've got two polite people on the podcast today. I'm loving it. So, yeah, basically, we're going to be talking Sunderland. You know, my favorite topic, Gary's favorite topic, and your favorite topic. So, before we start, listen. This is just basic a question for your mum and dad? Really? If you were if you were born a boy, would you have been called Gary? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: no, I don't. I don't think so. My uncle's actually called Gary, and um, not Gary Ryle. He's like. He's my granddad's cousin, but uh, I can't can't remember. I can't remember what I was told what I was going to be called if I was a boy. But honestly, I really can't remember. (laughs) But that would have been what? How class would have that been? Like especially like, oh, it's my kid. Oh, it's a Raoul But you know what I mean.
0: (laughs) it would have, if they meant. Honestly, like they, they missed a trick. They would have missed a trick if, if, if you weren't called Gary, you were exactly. all like, "Must admit." Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, what well, we're talking, Sunderland today. And uh, like I say, my favorite topic, Gary's favorite topic. Um, obviously, you you come on the podcast for people who don't know what She's only sixteen, so basically, you've already known Sunderland being shite. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we were good at one point, Gary, weren't we? I,
2: I mean. I under Peter Reid I. Um I yeah. no, no, I um I mean we've we've had to endure a lot of bad times and a lot of defeats to Charlton. Um <laughs> but yeah, and you know, a lot of transfers that have not worked out and sadly the vast majority of transfers you think are gonna work out simply haven't. One that comes to mind, Jeremy and Lenz, you know, and Asamoa, like I saw, so, you know. There's been good times and there's been bad times. I think I, we both know that.
0: I'm just trying to that. think of who was there, but you've just said his name backwards, haven't you? Yeah, just to Asamoah confuse Jean. Us. Uh, <laughs> um, So, Alyssa, really, I mean, I, 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 personally, myself, got into football through my dad. <clears> uh, <throat> thank you very much, Dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, was yours through family or was it something you picked up?
1: Um, exactly. The same, to be honest, yeah, probably through through my dad. To be honest, we've, I, I, my dad wasn't really. Of, like, passionate Sunderland supporter, I would say, until he had like kids, until he had us. Mm-hmm. Like, he always, he always liked Sunderland, you know, he'd, he'd go to a couple of games, but he wasn't, like, you know what I mean, absolutely, like, mental about it. But, um yeah, he, and I, I wasn't really ever pushed to get into it, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I had, like, Sunderland kids growing up, I think, as everyone from the region does. But it was never really pushed on me. And um, how I really, I would say, got into it, obviously, being exposed to it by my dad, but, we had um when I was about nine or ten, I say it was when I it was I was proper, like proper into it. Um the Sunderland ladies came and visited our school. Uh, Beth Mead and um Rachel Finesse who are like absolutely amazing now. But anyway, they came in and I, I won tickets to go see one of the matches and I'd been to matches before that obviously, but seeing people like me being like playing the game I think made me more into it and my dad got into that side of it and it just kind of progressed from there now i am where i am like just massive lads fan um like every every home game and i guess yeah so that's how it really so wasn't pushed into it me kind of through my own interest i i would say
0: so it was like through the ladies game first and then thought oh these are good i'll give them a try and saw that the men's team were absolutely nowhere near the level of the ladies team (laughs) can you remember your first match I
1: can I can't remember, like, um, the game as such. Uh, I can write... It was Sunderland versus Morecambe. It was a Cuff game. And I think it was 2-0, if mm. I'm right. But I, I was I was quite young, so I can remember, like, really, like, specific things. So, like, I remember get Like, it wasn't much about the game, to be honest. I remember getting pizza from the pizza van. And I remember, like, uh, going to the toilet and scoring... And I was devastated when I came back that I missed it. But um, I think James Mclean, I think it was, I think he scored twice. If that could be like completely wrong, don't quote me on that. But I think it was James Mclean scored twice. And that's kind of, that was my first ever football game. So, and I just loved it from there. The fans, obviously, so passionate, even though it was a cup game, you know, still like. A good turnout at that time.
0: I can remember that game, but I can't remember who scored. So I, I, I'm sure it was like the back end of August, wasn't it? Like um, one of the first games of the season. And I'd been to Reading Festival. So it was like literally the day I'd come back from Reading Festival Tuesday night. And I completely forgot the game was going ahead. And I promised I'd take my cousin who, you know, this is like what 2011, 2012. I want to say 2012. It's like nine years ago. So he was only like fifteen. So I was like, oh, yeah, I promise I'll take Jack. I really didn't want to go. I, I, I can't remember the game at all, to be honest. So if, <laughs> if James McLean has scored twice, fair play to him. <laughs> um, so obviously, over the years, we've had some brilliant players. We've had some not so brilliant players. So we'll start off with the brilliant side of it. Who would you just see as your, your favourite player over the years?
1: I think for my like, generation especially, I think you'll find a lot of people people's favourite players would probably be like Jermaine Defoe. Like for me, that was like probably like peak. Obviously, you've got your likes of like Kevin Phillips, now, Quinn. Obviously, being the age I am, and I've already got to experience how they played, which is, which is a shame. But, you know, and um, Jermaine Four, just the type of person he was, like he was a role model, obviously, very charitable. And um, like, uh, I think he turned, was it thirty nine recently or forty? Mm-hmm. And he's still, he's still like a decent player He keep himself in such good condition. He's so fit. And then obviously, just he was like. In that Premier League season where you know we we knew we knew it was gonna be like, I guess, we like bottom end of the table, but Jermaine Defoe, like, he was just he was always scoring goals and he was just class, like he was the goal scorer of like when I was younger, like my generation. I think like I had him on the back of my shirt, I'm pretty sure. Like I just I just loved him so much. But when I was younger, um Seb Larson as well for me was a big was a big player. Um just, just again, just, I just like the style of the play. I, when you're younger, I think you typically go for maybe like goal scorers or people who have like lots of skills and tricks. You don't really look at, I think, I know, like, like, I think it was Andy Robertson. He said, as a kid, whose favorite players are left back, which, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I would say. So as a kid, I would say uh, just goal scorers really were typically my favorite. But as I've gotten older, obviously, yeah, it's very different. But I would say Jermaine Defoe and Seb Larson probably were my favourites.
0: You brought up a brilliant point about four because he wasn't in the best of squads. I mean, Kerry obviously were old enough to remember, you know, Kevin Phillips and now Quinn and Darren Bent as well, who, you know, scored a lot of goals to Sunderland. probably would have scored more had he not been sold or wanted to leave or whatever it was. Um, how would you compare four to the likes of Kevin Phillips and Niall Quinn in Sutherland's history? You know what I mean? Because... Like I say, he was in a bad team, whereas Phillips and Quinn had, you know, yeah. Nicky Summerby Alan Johns putting the balls in. Darren Ben had a wealth of players behind him, you know, yeah. Malbran, for instance. But where would you put Defoe in, in kind of your um, status, really?
2: Well, Jeremy De Defoe definitely wore the shirt a lot better than a Kevin Phillips because it fits him a lot better. I mean, I remember back in the days with the baggy shirts, now they're a bit more fitted and stuff. So, it definitely fits him a bit better. I mean... Alyssa touched on it there with Defoe, like, his charitable work, especially with, like, Bradley Lowry and stuff, was just, like, unmatched. Like, he literally brought an entire community together. Like, the, the way his relationship was with him was absolutely class. Um, putting Defoe, who was, you're right, in a bad team, you know, players such as N-Dong and that, um, not great. If you put Defoe in that team where we had Johnson, Phillips, um, Quinn, like, you know, he, he would have rivaled a player like Kevin Phillips, I mean, I, I mean imagine if we had three forwards and, at their period in time, Phillips, Quinn and Defoe, the competition like, would have been absolutely fantastic, obviously two totally different errors, two t- totally different players um, but again like Alyssa said, he's, he's touching on 40, he's an absolute picture of health, still playing Um, I would love to have him back I would love to have him back as cover for Ross Stewart even if it's on a short term deal um, I just think he's a—he was an absolute fantastic talent, and I remember that long-range screamer that he scored. It was a Tim Crawl who turned round him and said, like it was an absolute. Like, absolute blinder of a
0: goal. Yeah, he came and he, he got a lot of stick for that, to Tim Krill, didn't he? Because he, um, it, was, it was caught live on Telly and he went and congratulated him um on the goal. And, you know, everyone was like, oh, going, right, by all the Newcastle fans about like, what you're doing that for, blah, 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 to the local Derby? But, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. You've, a, a a I mean, you've, you've got to yeah, notice quality,
2: though. You've got to know quality, and that was an absolute rocket of a strike. But, yeah, two totally different generations, but I think, you know, Defoe would have still succeeded in an older generation. Yeah the game was the game's a little bit faster now than it was back in the day. so I think he would have succeeded regardless. I think that but that's a testament to the way he is as a player.
0: Yeah I, I mean I'm, I'm entitled to agree. I mean for me obviously Kevin Phillips will always be my favorite Sunderland player. just just obviously the era I was in I mean I was like what probably this it like at 16, 17, 18 and watching watching him and scoring all these goals for us and then catapulting us the I I only remembered Sunderland being crap you know like we were in like the bottom end of league one until he, he took over division the old division one uh the championship and and to get like uh, that caliber of player coming into a new stadium I was from broken stadium right and seeing someone like Ken phillips who was just scoring every type of goal It was it was mental so phillips would always be mine but i think you're right if if you put to four a peak to four in that team then it would be a very, very difficult selection headache, I think, for whoever the manager would have been at the time. Um, but what we'll do now, listen, we'll go from the sublime to the ridiculous. Obviously, you've seen Defoe's your, your favourite. Um, I'm sure there's a list here, but we'll go for worst player you've seen at the stadium, line. Sunderland player, not just worst player, sorry.
1: Some, like, somebody who I'll just always, like, hold a grudge against, I guess. I think Jack rodwell has to be a big one. Um, just effort wise, like just couldn't be bothered. He just used to make up loads of crap and it'd go in the news and then like, oh, I really want to play. And then you saw like i like Sundal Until I die. He was like, I think one of the players was like, Oh, so you're gonna play this weekend, mate? He was like, No chance. Like in that it's like I really resent because you could be, I'm not even joking, you could probably be the worst player in the world, right? But if you're giving your best, I can be a bit like, you know, like oh, fair play, you know what I mean? At least he's putting in a bit of effort. But there was just nothing. And I think that really disappointed and frustrated fans. And I mean, people still talk about him today, like the grudge, the hold against him. And I think obviously for him, that's like, that's a big one for me. But then obviously, you've got your like Lee camp championship standard. Oh. Um, he was. <laughs> so just say so just, just, um, his name just brings back flashbacks and. <laughs> it was honestly one of the worst goalkeepers i've ever seen how he's made like a living from being a, a footballer I, i'll honestly never understand and i like the scouting system like how that even you know what i mean how that even that, like people were like oh yeah i tell you what he's gonna be a great great goalkeeper and, and stuff like that but then you say he went to Birmingham, like and i think he did like okay like I know it was like a big thing. He saved penalties and this, like all the time or something. But for us, he was just he couldn't. Honestly, it was like he had a hole in his gloves, like the whole time. Like he just couldn't save, like anything. And again, that that was a big frustration for me. So definitely those two, I would say.
0: I can remember um, you brought a wonderful point there. about when he went to Birmingham, because I can remember watching Quest thinking, oh well, watch Quest if we can see him." like make all these mistakes and after about six weeks he was pulling like pulling all his worldies off. and I was thinking like oh what what's going on here you know it's not fun anymore I mean I mean Gary we had in that in that particular season we had Jason Steele, Robin Rowder and Lee Camp who probably are collectively the three worst goalkeepers he's <laughs> ever had I mean how can you go and it's probably shows where we were in the championship how how much Ellis Short had given up and Sun I think Sun until I die kind of, you know, really went in the deep of how how bad it was. But I mean, how on earth are we expected to there expected to succeed there? There we go. And um, when we had Router, who I think threw one under his legs against Millwall, Jason Steele, who got sent off a handball outside of his box when he got lobbed, and Lee Camp as as Alyssa said, but had pop it on for hands. I mean it was it was doomed from the beginning, wasn't it?
2: 100%. The, the the short answer to that is 100%, but like I think you know we're always destined to go through a run of terrible goalkeepers or even terrible players. I mean we went through a run where we had like f- for a while good goalkeepers such as Mignolet, let's not forget Sorensen, one of the best keepers I've ever seen in the Sunland shirt.
0: Yeah.
2: Um Pantilimon the, the list goes yeah. on, doesn't it? Like the,
0: right. there was Lord Jordan Pickford obviously. Yeah.
2: So we were probably due a few crap goalkeepers. Um, but during that period of time, I mean, the club was a mess from left, right, and centre. Obviously, I think that happened as well on some I die where the fans were, some of the fans, a small minority of the fans, were given abuse to, to Coleman and abusing his fan, uh, his family, and stuff, just like uncalled for stuff. I mean, the, we had some bad goalkeepers, but we also had a lot of other bad players in that period of time, um, and I just think fingers crossed we're on the rebuild now. But like. We're talking about bad players, and I remember when we did this with Lucy. I pulled up a list of ten of the worst Sunderland players. So, Alyssa, I've got a list up of Sunderland oh. players.
0: I think this is always <laughs>
2: interesting, and I'm going to list these ten players off. And I want your, I want to like obviously get your opinions on each of these players. And obviously, Anne's going to join in on this one. Like, but number I'm ten on this, for this number ten on this list, James Vaughan. Oh yeah,
1: honestly. I remember, like for me, a big memory obviously is um, um just recently to be fair the Tranmere game. Everyone was like, "Oh no, he's playing for Tranmere. He's he's gonna pull off an absolute worldie and all this," but uh, he was just like couldn't get his shooting boots on. It's something Rod has a problem with. To be honest, strikers. Um, but that that he was just honestly he was terrible. Like, I'd, uh, but because he went to he went to Brad. Did he go to Bradford? Bradford, for it was berry. did he?
0: No, but, no, he went from us. I'm sure he went from us to somewhere else. It does begin with a B, but I don't think it was Bradford. It might be Bradford. Not, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't want not, to think about it. I'm
1: him. not too sure, but I think you can just tell by how he's dropped down the leagues. To be honest, the 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 quality that's there, like mm. you can understand where he is, where he is because he was. I mean, we didn't have exactly an amazing team in the championship. Like it was far from like. You know what I mean, like worldy. But he was probably one of the, the main players for me, which was like he just he he's way out of his depth.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the one bad in memory I've got of James Vaughan was when he scored against Burton and then shushed the crowd because we were giving him a because <laughs> he was absolutely useless. Um, yeah, he's retired now, by the way. Just yeah, just for.
2: Did he retire through yeah, the data
0: purposes of this of this pod? But he, he retired last uh, at the end of last season with a I think it was a back injury or something or because I remember this this cat this Papa John's trophy and ev- and everyone all week were like oh God Vaughan, he's gonna like it's it's just Sunderland if Vaughan scores a winner or something and then he was injured and we were all like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like how how are you gonna be happy about someone like James Vaughn being missing but that just sums up being a Sunderland fan I think Gary so yeah. uh, he's a good star like good Bye. starting block and he's only number ten
2: number. Nine, right? Number nine. I don't know if I one hundred percent agree with this because he was a brilliant player. He just wasn't a brilliant player for us. To Andre Flo. I think that might be before
0: this is time.
2: Aye. I think that's more. i not Flo?
0: not
1: really. I, I I can like obviously like I know like my dad.
0: Mm. My
1: dad. Okay. I've heard the name. My dad's talked about him. To be honest, I couldn't probably give like. A... Like, Basically. you know what I mean? Like, a, a fairly judged opinion, because I've only heard, like, bits and pieces. but... A lot of
2: them are more he was, modern. He was right?
0: our rebel sign, signing at the time, and he was bought to replace Niall Quinn and didn't do the job. It, it was, it was, no, he was shit. No. But, uh, number eight, I mean... Gary.
2: <laughs> number eight. Uh, I mean, more of them uh, more recent times, like, to be fair. Number eight. This is a good one, this one. Pappy Jillabodgy. Shite. <laughs> yeah.
1: And see. Mm. The only thing he was, to be honest, the only thing he was good at when I used to play, when I used to like, when I was like, when I used to play FIFA on FIFA,
0: always
1: <laughs> But in real life, you're like, oh, he just wasn't as good. But on FIFA, on FIFA, great player.
0: <laughs> Next it was, He was excellent going missing. Let's just say that you know he went missing when he was on the pitch and then refused to play for us in league in, um, in the championship So superb but going missing. We'll give that to Papi budget. <laughs>
2: next one or like he could have been so good but he just wasn't Josie out the door
1: yeah like i i'd probably have to agree with that one like as you were saying he could have been like amazing obviously like i don't know we just have a habit of ruining players i feel like i don't know what it is but you've got more like more recently for example like will Greg, like like, how could you go from such a prolific goalscorer? To, uh, I'm not even going to get into it because it's... Uh, I'll I will he's on I'll this list, list later
0: <laughs> yeah, on.
2: He might be, you know, I'll like you up to be about
1: it. But, um, no, could have been great. But, again, just players just not performing in the Sunderland shirt. I don't understand why.
0: Personally, for me, without the door, wrong time, wrong place. Probably came a little bit too early in his career and was expected to score a lot of goals very very quickly in his career and didn't and probably the best thing about Jordi altidore was we managed to swap him for for um defour which was probably the best right. bit of transfer business yeah. ever so um yeah. yeah i mean he's gone on to have a relatively decent career so i don't i, I don't really i wouldn't put jillabodji in my top ten. Gillibonji, i would put, definitely put him in i wouldn't put out in my top 10. i think thinking yeah. was just unlucky at Sunderland. i think yeah. It was bad timing, but um,
2: um, yeah. I, I mean, he had ability. He had ability when he was in the Dutch leagues, and even for Villarreal, he looked like he had some ability. Um, just I, I, like Alyssa said there, and like yourself, and we ruin players and might be a case of wrong, uh, wrong place, wrong time. I don't know if you remember this player, Alyssa, but me and I definitely have fond memories of this player, Kelvin Davis.
1: No i will I don't know much about him at all but if you'd like to
0: tell us I'd be very interested oh. Basically, yeah, um, terrible. we went up under Mick McCarthy um oh hell, I can't remember that 2000 and something or other um and Mick McCarthy wasn't given any money to, to spend so we had a championship size. In the Premier League and went down with the lowest points ever, which was only eclipsed by Derby and maybe eclipsed by Norwich this season. But um yeah, Kelvin Davis was signed as a goalkeeper and he was just yeah he was just a Championship he
2: was goalkeeper, lower league, probably
0: right? lower end Championship goalkeeper in in the Premiership. And nah, he was he was a a bunch of bad signings were made, probably not his fault. Um, but he was, shocking.
2: Did, he was sign, shocking. did we sign Davis in the same season? We signed Whitehead, Lawrence, um, Higginbotham. No, we
0: we signed, we signed Whitehead and Lawrence before, before. that, and then when, when we came up, we signed the likes of him and John Stead and Andy Gray. Uh, well, um, Andy Gray. you know, just just championship, championship players who did jobs in championship but they weren't cut out. Yeah. They, you know, we were never going to survive in that league uh, yeah. with that, but he wasn't great. He was betting league camp. But, you know, that's, that's just not saying that much. Uh, I'm honest.
2: curious if there's another goalkeeper on here because we're only up to number five. Number five, again, Alyssa probably haven't heard of him. Not many people probably have, to be fair. They're probably just known by comic value. Milton Nunez. don't know if you've heard of
0: Milton <laughs> Nunez. I think
1: I've seen some on Twitter talking about him, to be fair, and it, has, it hasn't been great things, so I can Signed only the wrong player.
0: <laughs> He was the wrong player yeah, basically. I tell you what, when I went when I went to watch Southern Reserves against Man United Reserves and this was his first game and he was and it was at State of my life, and he was absolutely amazing. Oh we've signed assigned a good one here. Like he was like his first touch was brilliant, you know, he he leapt like a salmon. And he was only about five foot two. He wasn't very tall. But then it just went downhill very, very quickly. From I would think he only made one appearance for Sunderland first team, and then they realised they signed the wrong bloke and chipped him out. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, again, probably not worst. Sorry, I, I, again I've seen a lot. You yeah, haven't seen enough of Milton Nunes for him to be that bad. He, he's only played one game, so <laughs> yeah. you know, like conv- conv- like as a. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah, we'll, he we'll hasn't move on. had
1: the opportunity to show how bad or how good he could be yeah
0: <laughs> basically i mean i don't know if again i don't know if you will know because this was in the 90s and there was a guy called ali dyer who signed for southampton and he got basically graham soonest got told that ali dyer was george Weas' cousin and he was mint and all this and they brought him on um for southampton about in the 58th minute and he got subbed off in the 70th
2: that's how bad that. he was. So, basically, that was
0: our Rally die. <laughs> yes, basically. Nah, a bit a bit harsh. I'd definitely have him below the likes of James Ford. He'd probably be better than James <laughs> Ford and He was the wrong bloke.
2: Right. I mean, the next one is the one that we've already talked about. And, you know, I think we're probably all in agreement that he he definitely was one of our worst players, mainly because of the fact he just didn't give a toss. Basically. He could have been brilliant, you know, if he cared Jack Rodwell. I mean, we've already touched on
0: Jack Rodwell. I know, Elissa just absolutely yeah. nailed him before. Just uh, did not want to be here from, from the get-go. Made up some stu- stupid like reasons that he didn't want to play football. Was found on a game day at the Metro Centre on the machines gambling. So, it pretty much sums up his time. Yeah. I mean, he's got a great agent, let's, let's uh yeah. That's not, that's not
1: being on the bush. Maybe the one thing to... that bugs me as well was uh, obviously, the issues they had with his contract about him, you know, like, oh, you know, we can rip up your contract. You can go play football somewhere else where you want to, you know? And he just, he was on so much a week. It was ridiculous. And mm. we were not probably not even bent We probably didn't even buy him a bench. One was even on the bench. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's doing nothing. He just refused to play football.
2: It's just a poor attitude. And uh, he just took yeah. a wage at the end of the day, but he said that in until I died, didn't he? he? Was like, oh, no, I'm just going to sit here and take a wage, um, and then try to make just out like down. we were the bad guys in it. But ultimately, you know, he doesn't have a club. Well, he, he does have a club at the moment, doesn't he? I'm sure he's there. Sheffield
0: United released him, I think.
2: Oh, was it Sheffield?
1: Because yeah, he was he at Blackburn for like the he short goes,
0: died, yeah. for a little bit time. Yeah, he left us to
1: go to
0: Blackburn, didn't he? And then went to Chef. Sheffield United And then yeah. they released him um, But he'll find another club He probably, probably The marks might sign him Or something like that You know he'll, he'll get, His agent's that good uh-huh.
2: <laughs> so, oh. I mean the next one On this list again Is someone that we've Already kind of touched on Might have been a little bit Before your time again Alyssa Andy Gray We've mentioned him He was obviously saying Oh just move on from him Just, just move on Gritter. He was just
0: shy Just move on
2: Yeah he wasn't He wasn't <laughs> great at all He was Just a championship player Really The second one The land this is definitely one for you, and I've just seen who number one is as well, and we've already mentioned number one. So number two was Gareth Hall.
0: <laughs> Again, uh, this is this is long before your, well time, before is, but your Gareth Hall time. Was a right back signed from Chelsea, and um, yeah, yeah, that was it. He I mean, was right that was a lovely shirt though, I don't he he did, he I didn't. see He got sent off on his debut, and it never it went all downhill from there. To be honest, he was yeah, he was poor. It was number one. That Wilfried
2: Nah. Lee Camp.
0: Join the top
2: ten. <laughs> Lee Camp's number one. Hey.
1: deserved yeah. in my opinion. Deserved.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, read we'll out what it says as well. Right. I'm gonna read out what it says about Lee Camp. So Camp joined the club on loan from Cardiff in twenty eighteen and went out to make twelve appearances, all twelve of which were an absolute disaster. Mistake upon mistake upon mistake. The worrying factor for Sunderland fans during Camp's period at the club was that he had no competition for the shirt. Jason Steele was the only senior keeper at the club and there wasn't a safe pair of hands between them. And I totally agree with that.
0: You know what? They could have put all three... Because they've missed out Robin Root. Robin Root was injured quite a lot. Probably not down to him. But they could probably have played a game with all three of them in goal and I still wouldn't have been confident (laughs) that we would have won. That's how bad they were. All three of them were absolutely shocking I mean, Jason Steele gets away with it slightly because Jason Steele was absolutely shocking, <laughs> but he gets away with it because he managed to sign Lake Camp instead of him. He gets, he gets, he does get away with it. But um, uh, Lake Camp.
1: I, say, I can remember at the time the, they always have like the little like academy lads on the pitch. I don't know what age group. I remember they were playing a game and this old lad. He was next to us and he goes, he goes to me. I think it was or I think it was my uncle at the time. He goes. Know what you should just put one of them in goal, like they the kind of do, they kind of do a worse job, you know what I mean? That just, just shows how bad they were, I guess. I would have been
0: more confident with Delilah the Cat in goal, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how bad he was. All three of them were shocking. I mean, that what a terrible era, but yeah, I mean, that's that's brought back some really bad memories, out, guys. So thanks for that, you know. I have to
2: say, I have to say, them <laughs> top 10 lists are very amusing. I think that brings uh. Some comedy factor back a maybe the. Bad I definitely
0: times. think like we because that was obviously on Lucy's part and obviously on Alyssa's. Now I think we should definitely make that a staple because <laughs> top um, ten worst That man is good. Like I don't mind that. Yeah, you know, we've got we've got a um, a Coventry fan on on Tuesday, and um, I'm sure they've signed some absolute turges of, So you have to be your homework, Gary. You can find us the top five. Worst commentary players and see what our fan on uh, on Tuesday uh, says about that. But we will move on. Um, we will move. We will move on. Um, we will go to um, your favourite away day, Alyssa. If you've if, if you've been to many,
1: yeah. To be fair, um, not as many as I'd like to go to, but um, I, I do. I, I always. I I think away days that always have better atmosphere than a home in my opinion, like fans wise, but. Um, I always loved Doncaster. I don't know what it is. Just these past few years, Doncaster, loads of fans come all up for it. And um, I think my favourite one is when we were doing so poorly. Um, it was like, oh, it wasn't it wasn't um, Boxing Day. I think it was like the 29th of there. Uh, I think it was the 29th, actually. I can remember, because I can remember mm-hmm. going. But um, the 29th of December, we went, we were on this bit of like, a drought where we were losing. We weren't doing very well. We didn't particularly get off to like, you know what I mean? A great start and... Um, I think I think it was two one actually. Um, Chris McWire, when when he scored that second goal when that went in, and yeah. he, I nearly got pushed over. My seat, the people behind us were pushing, but the atmosphere that day, honestly, it was, it was just, it was amazing, and it's just such good memories. And then there's that one where um, obviously I don't know if you can remember Luke O'Nion was rolling about on the pitch like like an idiot. <laughs> and Chris Maguire came up behind him and started like pushing him around the pitch and that was funny it was just it was just a great atmosphere that day and i think it was um it was a it was a needed win because uh, people were just losing their faith after that because we weren't playing well at that point at all really
0: no it was it was when it was under parkinson wasn't it and we'd, we'd um, we drew with bold nil nil at home on boxing day i remember that game and that was, it, we were awful and it was such a bad game and then yeah, we won two one as you said. Lyndon Goop scored a nice goal. And then um Maguire scored, did he score a penalty? Fairly sure it was a penalty at um Doncaster when it was two one. I know he definitely scored because he, he went mental, didn't he?
1: Yeah.
0: Um were you there the year before when Maguire scored and then he got fouled out of about two minutes to go and he just did like did like a big like grin towards Sunderland fans at the end. That was quite cool. Mm-hmm.
1: They, that's say they, when when Chris Maguire was in um was in a Lincoln shirt, they broke me heart. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Still <laughs> the best one in my life. So <laughs> I
1: was I was peep, I was happy. Peep, there was some fans booing him, which I thought was really unnecessary. But most of them were clapping him. I think that's what he deserved. You know what I mean? Hundred percent agree. He, he has that bit of magic in him, but I guess it's the consistency issue, isn't it? And um, whether he can't do that all the time, and he was getting maybe a bit. <clears throat> unfit um, towards kind of the end of his like sunderland career i guess but for me he's just he is he's just uh as a player he's everything you want he's i always describe him as you you'd love to have him on your team but if he's against you you'd absolutely hate him because he's just such a wind up
0: yeah yeah he is and you know what i do wish him all the best at Lincoln. and i hope 100 percent agree with the decision to let him go because i don't think he fits a Sunderland system at the minute, which we will get into, but he never put, you know, he never you know, it was no fault of trying, you know, and, and, and you know, he's had three years trying to get us up. Eastfield, along many others, you know, so, you know, time to try something different. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I I, I like Don I must admit. Um, they, Rochdale are probably my favourite in League One, obviously, they've been relegated now, but they've probably been my favourite away there with us being in League One. Um, Gary, I seem to remember me and you once got chased out of Barnsley, Barrens so I hope, I mean, I'll put that down as your favourite away
2: there. 100%. 100%. <laughs> how, how many times can you say you got chased out of our actual City? Or camp, yeah, whatever, whatever. Whatever he seems Scottish, to be. I uh, got called got Scottish, didn't we? got called Scottish. I mean, we, we kind of poked the bear by playing into Shikari. Like, sorry you're not a winner because we beat them. <laughs> but still, um, it is well, what it is, isn't it? Really. Um, but uh, obviously, since we've been in League One, had a... I don't want to say a horrible away day, but the weather was absolutely disgusting when I went down to Preston with Carl and I think, was it was it uh, Accrington who were playing? Accrington, yeah, I
0: got called off.
2: And the weather was disgusting. But that was a good game. I mean, yeah. for, for the experience of it, that was a brilliant game. <laughs> it
0: must have been shit to go for 79 minutes in the pissing down rain and then it got called off.
2: Oh, especially when, especially when there's no cover over the stands as well, and you're sitting there again, absolutely. Stalking. I don't know if you've
1: seen if you've seen that video on Twitter, but I think it has to be one of my favourite videos. The and Stanley fans when they're talking about that game getting called off as an interview they did with like a uh, Sean Middleton, and he goes out oh, and on the way home I crashed my van, and he was talking about crashing his van. They were like, honestly, if you haven't seen it, it's so funny. But it was like these absolute two like, they were just. I, I don't know, they were just mental, but it was so funny because they were obviously very drunk, but it was just so funny. Some of the stuff they were coming out with, they were proper characters and I, w- I was there when they were getting interviewed and honestly, I couldn't stop laughing, I wet myself. But they, they were very... <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family